Hey, it's Dazine Philosopher. Hope you guys are doing well. So on today's episode of the Dead Philosophers Tour, we'll be continuing with the method of looking at the next few philosophers that'll be on my list to visit once I go on the Dead Philosophers Tour out in Europe come June 28th, uh, where I'll be visiting basically all the philosophers that have influence my own philosophical thought so that I can reflect and meditate on their ideas and their impact on myself, but also so that I can get um, access to their own philosophical position to then examine the idea of death, which I think is very important because the moment we are born, we are old enough to die. And I find it very important to use this time on earth to have self-awareness and figure oneself out because there's no way that I'm going to live my life and then pass away without figuring out who I am. Anyway, the first uh, philosopher that we'll be looking at today is Jean Piaget. And according to Jean-François Goubet, Jean-François says that Jean Piaget studied biology, philosophy, and then psychology. He contributed to psychology by insisting on the qualitative difference between children and adults in regard to their thoughts. Piaget studied the mental and moral development of the child. And for Piaget, the fundamental mechanism of the development of intelligence is a fluctuation between the processes of assimilation and of accommodation. Assimilation of reality represents the relations between ways of behaving, explaining these behaviors, or predicting them. Accommodation represents the modification of behavioral models, explaining these models, as well as predicting the functions in relation to new knowledge revealed by the models which an individual has acquired. Furthermore, Piaget believed that the cognitive and the emotional are inseparable in the fact that a motivating activity is an emotional investment. Intelligence, according to Piaget, is firstly a sensorial motor reality where the child feels something and then they react. Next, intelligence becomes intuitive in the child that thinks and that their thought begins in a state of egocentricism where the child does not have real exchanges with other children but instead finds themselves in a state of monologue. It is during this time uh, when they reach adolescence that the systematic views and that hypoethical deductive thoughts manifest themselves. In other words, the capacity to think in abstractions such as culture or that of reasoning with the use of nothing but suppositions. Next we have Carl Jung and according to René Daval, Jung chose to study medicine and then psychiatry. In 1902, he presented his thesis on the psychology and the pathology of so-called occult phenomena, a subject that will become his passion for the rest of his life. In 1902, he also married Emma Rauschenbach, and the two would collaborate together through their scientific work. In 1907, Jung would travel to Vienna to meet Freud. The two would become close friends up until Jung proposed a theory of the libido, which was different from Freud's. With Jung's work, Psychological Types, Jung distinguished two personality types, introverts and extroverts. The former is defined as individuals who are most at ease with their internal world, compared to their external world. The latter is defined as individuals who are more at ease with relationships with others and the exterior world, but that their internal world is often unknown to them. Furthermore, with his work titled Psychic Conflicts in the Child, this Dr. Jung demonstrated that when the adolescent must sacrifice the security 
that comes from their family with the goal of becoming autonomous and constructing their own personality, imagination offers the child compensation for their sacrifice. Jung also heavily discussed archetypes, and for him, human beings have an a priori capacity to formulate images which, through time, space, and cultures, but also translate under symbolic forms that humans can search in order to resolve the problems linked to external and internal life. Jung never took on the title of philosopher, but he still managed to have a deep influence on 20th century thought. Our next philosopher is Martin Heidegger, and according to Jean-Marie Weiss, this German philosopher was a student of Husserl. Heidegger was engaged with Nazism for a short period of time, and this would be followed by many critics. Luckily, the Heideggerian thought does not demonstrate any affinity with Nazi ideologies and the racism that accompanies them. Heidegger dedicated his life to questioning being. He used the being named Dasein in order to explain the place where all human beings exist, which characterizes itself as being at the world and not as a subject found in front of an object. Furthermore, for Dasein, there is no predetermined human nature for human existence. This human characteristic, which is the Dasein, is also linked to the fact that temporality temporalizes itself towards the future. Heidegger is the author of Being in Time, which was published in 1962. Yeah, so that's it for today's episode of the Dead Philosophers Tour. Hope you guys got a little bit of value from these notes and that you learned a little bit uh, of philosophy while listening to this podcast. So again, these are just notes on the Dead Philosophers Tour where I'll be visiting uh, the graves of about 27 different philosophers that have been a huge impact on my own philosophical thought as a philosopher. Um, but again, they will be fleshed out a little bit more once we get closer and closer to the tour and once I'm actually on the tour out in Europe. So yeah, this podcast and these notes will be used to eventually write a book and the idea of writing a comic book and creating a comic book has just kind of become more interesting for me. I was very interested in illustrating back when I was a child not too sure if I'll be the one illustrating the whole comic book but I think that by presenting philosophy in a way that's more accessible to the non-philosopher through images and having these dead philosophers drawn out and having their ideas represented in an illustrative form would actually make it easier for people to understand and that's actually one of my goals is to make philosophy and the importance of philosophy more accessible to everyone um, so yeah hope you guys got a little bit of value of that have a great day it's dawson philosopher and i'll see you guys again next time